up, boys and girls? Welcome to the Pick and Roll podcast with me, D, alongside Gav. Say hello, Gav. Evening. <laughs> you may remember us from uh, or such not. failed ventures as the Tremendous Upside podcast. <laughs> um, but we're back every week, hopefully, during the NBA season. Determined, um, tenacious. Tremendous. Tremendous. Actually. I like that. That's good. We're going. We're going. To bring you a light-hearted look at the uh, entertainment and the unintentional comedy of uh, NBA basketball, along with hopefully some informed opinion. Let's, odd... let's not get carried away. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the odd gambling tip on uh, hopefully how to make a little bit of money and not lose an oh. awful lot. Um, yet to be determined. <laughs> yet to be determined. But yeah, it never stops. A 12-month sport. Some people are saying now the NBA, a busy summer again, Gav? If I'm honest, right, <laughs> this summer completely shit all over the regular season last year. All of it. Like, it was more exciting than, like, it was more exciting in the middle of August than it was in, like, early March it's... last year, easily. Like, it was far more exciting. I've got more, I've got less of an idea of what's going to happen this year. Like, it's... The playoffs were pretty dull, I'll give you that. Oh, yeah, the regular season was dull as dishwater. I did enjoy the finals, actually. Um, you, just yeah, well, for the level of play. Um, <laughs> you're a Warriors fan. Of course you enjoyed the finals. You know, 20-odd years in. Not, not fly-by-night by any stretch, but um, no, it was um, it was a bit of a rampage in the end, wasn't it? Yeah, it was running roughshod over the league. And, well, as soon as Zaza took out Kawhi, rule change. Yeah, the off season has been uh, interesting. Who um, who do you think has gained the most ground on the Warriors in terms of sort of closing the gap, if that's possible? Um, the obvious ones, OKC in the West. Yeah. Obvious in the like in the West because well, more yeah. than Houston, would you say? Yes, because to add to add to bring in Chris Paul is to in some way subtract from what James Harden did last year. Who was he ran the point had a, on a historically efficient offense and Chris Paul is a point guard one of the best ones ever but to do that you've got to sort of subtract from him whereas and that's going to potentially make them worse with OKC you're subtracting from Rusty Bucket's one man show so anything that if that makes him give up the ball more is going to make them potentially win more so I I can see them making more ground than Houston actually but in terms of the playoffs I mean Houston kind of I mean Harden one of the biggest no-shows I've probably ever seen in a playoff game in Game 6. Yes. Just, I mean, did he just run out of gas or did... It was bizarre. Potentially. Potentially. Who knows? Maybe he just doesn't have the stones for that. Who knows? But Chris Paul, who is known for having the stones for that, never actually got anywhere near a, a situation he, where he could test his, his minerals. Well, like never been Exactly. So, 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 so how do we know that, that he's gonna got... It's going to be interesting, but it's interesting how... You know, two of what you'd probably class as the smarter GMs in the league, of rather than sort of sort of trying to wait out the Warriors, have, have kind of pushed all in. I mean, OKC are kind of in this situation where Sam Presti has to kind of do something, and from what we've seen this week with Westbrook signing the new contract, they, you know, they very much have a roster in place which would make Paul George want to stay there. That's why they had to do it, because otherwise they were looking at building around Stephen Adams next summer, if you know what I mean. A worst and, case scenario, yeah, and, and being left with Mello. And... Well, that still might happen, if you know what I mean. Rusty could still say, oh, I want out. Like, seems unlikely at this it stage. It seems though, unlikely at this stage, and 
if anything, at least guarantees they'll get something back instead of just walking away. But yeah. um, but you can't you can't discount anything. We're talking about this summer that just happened. So as far as sort of odds uh, for winning the title, I mean the Warriors are obviously bang stupid favourites, barring any kind of major injuries. You you would imagine you know they're going to be in the finals again. Well, it's like who do. You... It's unlikely we've seen, just on evidence, that two of the big guns would go out, and the big guns are KD and Curry. <clears throat> and, well, if they lose... You still think they could afford to lose if they lose, just one of them? Yeah, and, if, and if, they lose, if, they lose, if they lose KD from, from that mix, then they go back pretty much to the team that won 70-odd games, if you know what I mean. like yeah. That's not really that bad. They can cope with that. And their bench looks a lot better than it has done in years past. I mean, yep. youngsters and Omri Caspi on the minimum... Um, Caspi. Fat Swaggy P. He's not looking that bad. He looks all right the other night. He's been working out. Um, he's and, ideal for that, though. 6'6", six, six, can D up if he's applied, as he showed last year at the Lakers. Like, yeah. can make a free, provided he keeps watching it and he doesn't get, turn around. He should get plenty of overlooks. Um, but 20 to 1, the Thunder. 20 to uh, 1, yeah. No, that seems the, long. Which seems good value. That seems long to me. Compared to... You know, you look at Boston, who've basically got an entirely new team in the East. Granted, it's the East. Um, it's the you know, East, though, isn't the it? The path to the finals is somewhat easier. It's um, a cakewalk. They're short at eight to one. Um, the Cavs four to one. Obviously, that's going to be interesting. Isaiah Thomas out until January, at least by the looks of it. Um, is Daryl Williams still there though? I mean, no. are they well, just collecting old injured men to play point? Dwayne Wade and Derrick Rose is the uh, is the backcourt. Back well, Christ. NBA 2K, 2K <laughs> 10, yeah, 2K <laughs> um, 12. I'm all over this. Woo. So the announcement: D Rose and Dwayne Wade together. What? No. It's going to be interesting to see how J.R. Smith reacts to it. J.R. Smith's a wealthy man now. He's all right. LeBron got him paid. He, he's he's on board. Whatever. I think he's on message. Um, but outside that, the Spurs 12 to one. Rockets 12 to one. Yeah, the Spurs. The Spurs didn't get any better, but. Washington, More importantly, they didn't get any worse. Yeah. Washington, kind of the forgotten team, really. I mean, they they played Boston pretty well. It's fair to say, Depth though, was an issue. Quite um, forgettable. Uh, John Wall just tied out, just tied out towards the end there. But they've got three players in Beale, Wall and Porter you think are going to improve still. And outside that, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much a wash, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. For some stupid reason, we've got Minnesota at 50 to 1, who've... You know, Tibbs is recreating the balls for some reason, and they just seem... So look for your favourite team of Timber Pups, all broken and injured this time next year. See, I call Anthony Towns as next MVP after he's had a spinal tap. Maybe. <laughs> 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 like, that's, that's wacky, you know how that works out, if you know what I mean. Like, so yeah, Kyrie Irving on the Celtics, I'm of the opinion that he's going to be really good. He if, is really if, good, though, if, isn't he? Yeah, nah, yeah. But like he, he is a, really a lot good. better than people think. I mean, yeah. Look what Brad Stevens got out of Thomas, and he's not he's not quite the player Kyrie Irving. No, is, I don't think. no, I think we can all admit. Certainly can't finish um, like Kyrie. So you'd imagine not got the handles. That's for sure. He's got that cheeky. I'll pick it up and skip like five little micro steps and then put it back down. He <laughs> can move, which don't get called. But it's going to be interesting with Gordon Hayward. Gordon will just fit wherever. Gordon's a good basketball player, isn't he? He's he is like underrated. Yeah. And like, yeah, his size, his length. Like, he you think he's shorter than he is, but he's actually a good size. You think he's, he's skinnier than he eight. is, but he's a he's, he's, a, he's not a little lad. Yeah, like, yeah. he's a big bloke. Like, 
he just keeps getting better each year. He's seemingly in a comfortable environment for him where he wants to be. So I mean, Well, this is a familiarity, isn't hmm. it? Who's your surprise team you think would possibly creep into the playoffs who maybe people are thinking are going to have a down year? Uh, You've got to be looking around the fringes, haven't you, really? Because the top order is going to stay the same. Those that made one to six in each conference are probably going to make one to six again. That the East, you've got what? Chicago, Indiana, they look significantly weakened. But well, they're definitely on the down. Yeah, they're Rebuild. definitely on the down. But, I mean, who's on the up? Who's on the up in the East? Who's on the up? Detroit, because they're probably going to stay stationary while everybody else plummets in this seeming race to the bottom. Well, they brought Avery Bradley in, haven't they? They lost, um, is it Marcus Morris? Morris, one of the Morris, one of the Morris ones. Defenders. Morris um, Morris. Who's so getting better there? Charlotte? But I mean, Dwight Howard. I'd, I'd like, I'd like somebody to show me the evidence that he makes a team better because there's, there's, he's building up a big rap sheet of like making teams significantly worse. Well, the reason is Steve Clifford was his, his assistant to Van Gundy when he was at Orlando. With him, but that's a tenuous one, though, isn't yeah. it? I was home last year. Now, I'm a, now I'm a guy I worked with previously. Like, um, I don't know if he if he chills out on the I I need to get touches and baskets then. He could be a serviceable defensive player for a while. But mm. other than that, he's, his idea of being like a star in this league, is just, he needs to get over that. I mean, Detroit are an interesting one. They're evens to make the playoffs, and it all kind of relies on Reggie Jackson's health, I guess, um, as was shown last year. Yeah, but I don't think he's as good as people think he is. He's had flashes, hasn't he? But Ish Smith had a month or two last year where yeah, you were like, Why, yeah. what did we know about Ish Smith? But we've just realised... I don't think you're ever going to see more than flashes out of Reggie Jackson, to be honest. I don't see how he... Like, he's not young anymore, surely. No, I mean, they're in an interesting situation. It's, you know, this dual role that Van Gundy's got that's been proven time and time it just again. It doesn't work, does it? No, with Doc Rivers and Budenholz in Atlanta. I, I think we're done with this experiment now we, league-wide, you, aren't we? I mean, look at Thibodeau in Minnesota. We're going the same route here. It's just... You just there's not enough hours in the day to do those jobs. Both yeah. of them together, it's just not feasible. It's no, it's old hat. Even um, if you, even if you're bringing your own son in instead of scouting. Well, <laughs> like yeah. yeah, you're not gonna pull it off. It's not gonna work. Um, what about Dallas? I mean, well, is there any point of them trying to make the playoffs? I mean, it's not in Rick Carlisle's makeup to not try. Yeah, that's why I like uh, you got like you, I hate their uniforms and their logo. There's like nothing really. I like like Dirk's a likable oh, bloke, but but there's nothing much I really sort of that attracts me to like Dallas. If you know what, what I mean. about Dennis Smith Junior. Well, looks frisky. Well, I have to respect the way they come. They try. None of this, like, I don't like the myth that you need to be crap to rebuild i, d- I don't i don't see how ingraining well, a they've culture done of neither big losers. they've done neither since they won the title have they they've... no but they've they've stayed they've won games it's not it doesn't suck to be a mavericks fan if you know what i mean you don't hear them moaning all the time <laughs> would you rather be a mavs fan mm. or a knicks fan or mm. a, a sixers fan over all the process you've paid thousands of dollars for the last five years to watch absolute shit if... five to one to make the playoffs then who dallas dallas a lot, I think a lot depends on whether Carlisle can hand it over to Dennis. Young, young Dennis. He's uh, not, not known for his love of the rookies. That's the thing, isn't it? Um, but he's not really got any choice. That's the other thing. Yeah, I mean, what else is there on the roster there now? I mean, Yogi well, Farrell. Yeah, the G League sensation, Yogi Farrell. I mean, 
we'll come to the over-unders probably in the next pod, but 35.5 for Dallas. So they'd have to better that quite significantly to, to make sort of make the playoffs. So you, you can probably kind of cross them off unless Dirk mm. plays all 82 games and rediscovers a fountain of view. Carlisle's like... It's easy to sleep on them because people just look and see. It's like a Popovich team, like, but to not the same extent. If you just look at that as a roster, you're like, yeah, they're not. They don't look very good. But you can't. There's another thing that co- good coaches can do that that is get more out of those players, and so the the whole is more than the sum of, of the individuals. And Carlisle very much seems to be one of those coaches. Well, Harrison Barnes improved last year, last year didn't he? I mean, Seth yeah. Curry proved he's an NBA player. Um, Harrison Barnes went from being the most overrated player to being like, yeah, you're rated fairly last year. Yeah, like he proved he was worth some 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 modicum well, that, of that stuff. But that lends a lot to their player development, doesn't it? You know, apparently they had Sham Godwell's working with him. You've, you've um, got to be learning. You've got to be learning handles. Exactly. And who you better to, to, yeah. to learn from? Yeah, the god. Minnesota's an interesting one. I watched that preseason friendly against the Lakers, and they looked, they looked legit. Yeah. They looked legit. They, they looked like yeah, like Taj Gibson was catching. Alec Jeff Teague was killing them. It's the Lakers. He's just throwing throwing hoops everywhere though. Look at it. Taj Gibson, Carl Anthony Towns, Wiggins can get up there like they They look. Solid. They're over under forty eight and a half, which is doable. I'd say they're a fifty win team. Yeah, you think so in the uh, West? Potentially. I mean, there's some good teams, but there's also some. Not they so have great to plus start playing some defense though. Jimmy Butler can play some defense. Yeah. Taj Gibson's brought in there to play defense, isn't he? Grab rebounds, box out. Like he, Taj doesn't care if he gets baskets at all. It seems like this that's is, this is the year it all clicks. Then you think. Well, I, I don't know if the year it all clicks, but it's there's something there which is... There's enough talent on the team, isn't there? Oh, no, it looks like a, an, a, a balanced team, if you know what I mean. Where, that's where Oklahoma... I mean, are Paul, George and Mello going to be cool to stand on opposite wings and just wait while Rusty dribbles the clock down, drives and hopefully kicks? Because that's how that could all unfold, if you know what I mean. Whereas, compared to that, the Timberwolves, they're going to run a system, they're going to be coached. They're going to buy in, I think. Butler and Gibson are there as Tibbs' lieutenants, almost, if you know what I mean. So I can see that ticking along a lot smoother at the start with, if you know what I mean. I can see the Wolves coming out. I think OKC are going to be good. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be good because they're good players. I'm fascinated to see If they're happy to... If Melo's going to be Olympic Melo... Defensively as well. If it's going to be Olympic Mellow, but the thing is, once you get outside of those, holy shit, is this a Eurobasket roster? If you know what I mean, once you get outside of those, uh, Patrick Stephen Patterson. Adams, Patrick Patterson, who what? Who was looking, who, who plays the Mellow spot, but a bit better? He's, he could defend better and probably shoots a better clip these days. Like, um, like he can't be happy. He was looking at starting and now he's like, um, Philly. Two two on to not make the playoffs. It's feasible. That's feasible. I don't know what we're looking. We got. I've got so I've, many balls in the air. There, I've got I mean, zero evidence of anything there. Nobody has zero evidence of anything. Anything like we don't even know if Brett Brown's a good coach. This is no, 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 and he's been there so and long. They've got a lot of moving parts. This is the thing. It's and a lot of moving parts which seem to have trouble consistently a moving. A lot of unknown quantities as well. It's going to be interesting. See what Reddick, where Reddick fits into this mix, sort of getting shots and you know faults. It's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I but it might be. I don't for a minute claim to know anything about college basketball. No. And I'm 
sure you'd admit the same false apparently they've had to completely rework his jump shot already ben simmons again not known for being a knockdown shooter he's had a it's... year standing in the corner shooting with sixes assistants throwing him throwing him chest passes though hasn't he so whatever it was they've got a lot of players whatever it who was who need to touch the ball as well they've got a lot of players who need to prove they can touch the ball consistently like basically what we're we're, bait it. we're basing everything on Joel Embiid playing 36 games that's a third of the year if you know what I mean other that you'd hope they're gonna play like that doesn't seem like any evidence to be able to make any kind of prediction really yeah, two to one doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem a bad shout no any other teams that interest you what about your boys Portland you, you watch quite closely well Look, their odds here. 150, what, what is it to make the playoffs? 150 to 1 to make the title. Yeah, give over. 10 to 11 to make the playoffs. 10 to 11 to not make the playoffs. And that about sums it up. Know, what, um, it depends off if Nurkic can stay healthy. Yeah, I'm going to say, what do you make of Nurkic? Um, he defense, the team What about totally. defensively, though? Well, the Sixers aren't. They play a team system of defense. The Blazers. You know what I mean. Yeah, the Blazers, sorry. Um, and that's not really dependent on one man in a good way and a bad way. And basically, you can't stop anything with Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum no. as your as your backcourt. Like it, defense starts there, really high up the floor. And whilst it's those two, it's it's kind of porous. Yeah, um, it's similar to Denver, really, isn't it? It's yeah, but without the kind of sort of Paul Millsap character in the. So I mean, Aminu. They're saying he might play a little bit more three this year, but he was your defensive guy. But he was injured a lot last year. He was injured a lot last year, and his his, his outside shots not. It, it's it's hit and miss, isn't it? It goes up and yeah. Suddenly, I start scan. I have to stop thinking of like gods. I can find one to pray to at that point. Yeah. And the other one was Utah. Who Utah? I Utah. They've lost Gorewood. F- they've f- lost Gordon, but <laughs> they've gained a Rubio. I find them fascinating. I, I'm. I'm really going to be watching a lot of their games early season just to see how possibly the league's slowest offense. It takes so long to get their stuff kind of yeah. going, the side to side, and getting their big men touches just to see how that's going to work with Rubio, who wants to get out and push the ball and and play impromptu sort of fast break basket. It's yeah, and not exactly improvisational. No, um, and again, health is going to be a massive sort of factor with Rodney Hood. And Derek Favors. Yep, um, remember when Derek Favors was the next big thing? Known as uh, sexual in the locker room, obviously. <laughs> I should hope not. I should hope not. So, yeah, they're going to be fast. I do like Quinn Snyder, though. Yeah, he's doing a good job. He's got that sort of... He looks like a really hardcore detective from sort of like an early 90s sort of mm. American sort of... NYPD kind of yeah. program. He's got that haircut. Yeah. He just looks like he should be a real badass, but seems I mean, actually quite nice. The other one is 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 the Grizzlies. And what's going to happen there? Because, well, Zebo and Tony Allen have gone, so yeah. the grit and grind is dead there. Like, Fitz wants to play faster, more free-flowing ball. He's got a, a roster of players more akin to do that through, through Gasol and Conley now. And but I think... I think I think we're gonna see Gasol have a lot more injuries in the next few years. I think he. I think he's doughy, isn't he? He, yeah, I don't he looks like he's, he's gonna not hit that. that, that. Doughy, but I think remember his brother kind of. Yeah. Really faded really quickly. You're not the most athletic guys to begin with. Obviously Seven foot wide blokes break down. 
Yeah. Seven uh, foot uh, wide blokes break down. This much we've learned. And I've got a feeling they've kind of come into a point where they've got to make a decision on whether they try and cash in on the him. Because uh, they owe him and Conley a lot of money. Well, that would be an issue if they weren't giving so much to Chandler Parsons. Yeah, and that's the other. Ch- Chandler Parsons earns pretty much in a year almost like like four million. He's in some like twenty seven million or something. Twenty four million, and Tony Allen earned like twenty nine million in his entire time. Like that's yeah, well, that contract is it. Albatross? Albatross, yeah. I think that's Albatross the is the one. Yeah. I don't know. It's a fucking dead Apparently Albatross. Apparently he's in great shape this uh, summer, so we'll see. But you wouldn't put your mortgage on it, would you? Anybody who's signing contracts in a club is... Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to question their commitment. Topless, topless model there, Chandler Parsons. Mm. Um, it's funny how, how we remember these moments yet to be <laughs> a ball, isn't it? Which is kind of a shame for a, a, a sportsman played 24 million a year. Yeah kind of hope to have some sort of on-the-court memories. Yeah, he had a little run, didn't he, with the, the three-pointers in Houston, but yeah, one of the all-time bad contracts. Mm. Right, we'll have a little break and then uh, talk rookies. Yeah, rookies. Sounds good. We've got that. Lonzo Ball, where you, where are you on? Where are you on Lonzo? Where you stand? I've got a feeling I know. I've got a feeling I know when it's somewhere where I am, where which is, yeah, well, really. The thing that's going to intrigue me the most is how much his dad's wound the rest of the league up, and just <laughs> yeah. how all these other point guards are just going to look at because there's a lot of good point guards in the league. There's a lot of good point guards and. Yeah. He looks kit and soft, if you know what I mean. Like he looks I saw, like that. I, I'm not sure how much. How much he, he certainly doesn't appear to have an an ounce of his dad's bark. I saw uh, Jeff Teague pick his pocket in uh, last night quite easily. And yeah, he was like, "Oh, yeah, I can't do." You know, for, what I was doing for UCLA against these uh, these NBA. So yeah, it's just interesting to see how hard they go at him because his dad's pissed a lot of people off. And that shot don't look. Fundamentally sound to me, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, That's at best he projects though, out as been a poor man's Jason Kidd, which is no like no, no slouch. Which is no slouch, but. Mm. That's at best for me. I don't. I don't know. I, I just think I don't fancy him to win Rookie of the Year. No, I fancy him to have a few highlights and stuff. But yeah, he's going to be throwing up. There's that Kyle Cushman and, and Larry Nance mm, and Julius Randall yeah, and Brandon yeah, yeah. Ingram. Gonna, There's a load of people to be catching lobs there. Baby like, Showtime. Yeah, yeah, they could be like exciting to watch the Lakers. Not necessarily in a winning way, but in an in like Luke Walton can coach. He showed that last year. Like, he can coach until they started hamstringing him. Who yeah, else have we got here? That, um, Jason Tatum looked game ready in that one Summer League game. He, that, did, he yeah. looked like, oh, like of all the players I've ever seen in Summer League, he looked the most finished. He's going to get minutes as well on Boston. He's going to get minutes in a team which is going to do well. So, 10, 10 to 1, I've got him out. That looks, that looks, yeah, 10 mm. to 1. I'm going to, I think I might have some on that. That's, ben Simmons is the, is the unknown quantity, really. I mean, I was down a YouTube hole the other day, and I ended up watching, as I end, always end up doing, but a video on that they th- some people are thinking he's he's grown, he's grown to like six foot or so, so he's 
Well, seven foot. Seven foot. <laughs> uh, I should, yeah. Which, if he's kept his his, his dexterity, I don't know how tall he is? I thought he was about six ten or something. I, I think he might have grown to like six. He was supposed to. Be, he was listed at six nine last year. Crikey. Like Yanis started at six nine. He's officially listed as six nine when he came into the league, and he may have had a similar sort of spurt. Well, I don't think he's that big there. He's not. Uh, is he? I don't know. We shall see. Yeah, well, we don't really know anything about he him. He certainly... No. I saw pictures of him next to other players that are like 6'9", and he's taller than players who are 6'9". That's mm. for sure. But he he's running pro- point. He, well, he projects to be the main ball handler, doesn't he? And then I'm not sure. God falls going the other way. Well, the truth yeah. is, I've just never seen him play basketball. It's just Philly's just going to be fascinating. Again, interesting to watch. Dennis. Dennis Smith. Again. Explosive. Explosive? Yeah, like Semtex or something. Like... Yeah, like a uh, nappy full of full of IEDs. He's, he's, he's all over it. the closest thing I've seen to sort of Westbrook-type explosion from someone that small. Yeah. Um, just remember Stevie Franchise. That Stevie from when he first popped up. Yeah, just that <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, no, he looks like he's got straight-up highlight real potential. Um, and again, a lot depends on how much Carlisle gives him to do there. I what think. kind of leash he gets and mm. um, playing time. But yeah, you, they've got no other sort of plan to yeah. develop him so why not you, you kind of got to give him a leash yeah. really because well, you're not going anywhere with Dirk at this age are you so no. you kind of need him to get better quickly and the only way he's going to do that is by getting reps so Laurie mm. Markinen at 20 to 1 uh, when I watched college highlights it was a lot of wide open frees and uncontested rebounds I didn't see him take a rebound in, in traffic but the balls are going to be terrible as well he so. looked good in Eurobasket though he pulled up he was pulling up trees where poor mm. Zingis just was anonymous shout out to uh Slovenia, by the way, and uh, the, and Dragic. That's kind of like the equivalent of sort of Denmark winning the Euros in like '92 at football, isn't it? Surely, yeah. it's. I mean, I know they have got him. Um, NBA class player. The yeah. um, Luka Doncic who projects to be sort of a high pick in the next few years, but Slovenia. Slovenia. Round of applause. Well done. Hat doff. Hat doffed. Suitably hat doffed. Very much so. Um, what we got? What about? It's Milos, isn't it? Next. Your boy at the Clippers. Yeah, Milos. Um, I mean, did you see him last night? I didn't see last night, but I was, I've, I've seen enough YouTube videos to have a, a semi on over <laughs> over his thing. Like, maybe one of the best passes I've ever seen in terms of creativity. I mean, Ricky Rubio ish. DeAndre Jordan's going to be having a lovely old yeah. time. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Him and Blake. Uh, Fairly sure he couldn't. He, he can't defend too much, but yeah. he's not in it. It doesn't matter. He can't be any worse than Jamal Crawford. So I'm, yeah, I've, I've done I've done this before and jumped all in on on, on Mario Hazonia and it, it's come back to burn me. But you know what? Yeah, I'm doing it again. Um, Thirty three to one seems outlandish. Milos has tried and tested though, isn't he? He's not yeah. some rookie. His um, and that's what I mean. He's he's a grown man with with game with grown man moves. He's been, he's been around the block. Yeah, he's been around. And yeah, some of those passes are like nothing else I've ever seen. We need to have a look at um, who else we've got, Frank. Frank, Frankie Nicker. That's Frankie, yep. Uh, he, um, he's going to get minutes. You'd but think so, unless Jarrett Jack uh, oh. has a great <laughs> career revival. Jarrett Jack has a renaissance. Um, <laughs> if again, he does, someone better be testing his piss. He's big though, isn't he? Is he like 6'4"? He's legit. He looks... Is he? I've yeah. not seen anything. And what, what I saw just looked like him against French school kids. So No, he looks... Um, oh, he's I... got the body for it. No, he's a big lad. Okay. Um, but I Look, know. I say, Again, I don't know anything. Don't, you know, we don't claim to watch much outside the NBA and uh, yeah. <laughs> and local BBL basketball. So, um, yeah, get on Draft Express on YouTube. 
have a look at these guys. Who else? Malik Monk can shoot, but I don't know enough about him. Josh Jackson, Donovan Mitchell. Good hair, Josh Jackson. Fantastic head of hair. I'll see some of Zach Collins this year, I'm sure. Fact, this might be the best crop of rookies for Barnets I've seen. Hands down. Hands down. Draft night was the sharpest draft night I've seen. Uh, Jonathan Isaac. Straight up and down haircut badman. That's a decent cut. It was was strong, strong haircuts. Strong haircuts. (laughs) Or lack of, as it mostly seemed to be. Like, big on the nappy. Yeah. It was good. The young'uns. It was good. But yeah, I guess, yeah, I'll see some Zach Collins this year. But yeah, once the preseason games roll along a little more, um, we can see what kind of roles people are getting. You probably get a better feel. Caleb Swanigan sounds like some sort of Idaho survivalist, though, militia man. Like last year, the uh, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, what was his odds? I can't imagine. 16,000 to 1 or something. I can't imagine they were less than 100 to 1. No. Um, Yeah, so watch your space, pretty much. On the, we'll see on how the that rookies. goes. Um, I'll volunteer to watch some Lakers games. I'll 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 take that bullet. Yeah, you can take it, mate. Yeah. Do you know I'm actually looking forward to watching the Clippers this year? I can't believe I'm actually saying it because I hate I've hated them for so long, and I hate Doc Rivers. I can't stand him. I like Pat Beverly. But, um, they're going to be really Pat fun. Pat Beverly, to watch. aka Chris Partlow, with uh, from the Wire, with he, me. Like just reminds me of Marlowe's man, Chris. Pat Beverly, send him out, mess somebody up. <laughs> Text <laughs> no shit. Like Text no shit. Cross yeah. no lines. Yeah. There's another man who might get caught out by the stepping on the shooters rule. Who's that? Patrick, Patrick. Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> he's a fan of he's a fan of that one. Yeah, he plays on the edge for sure. Chicago's finest. Patrick Beverly. Um MVP odds. MVP odds. Now looking at that could be Kawhi's year. Do you think he's not even fit though? He's <sighs> going to miss all the preseason. This quad injury thing. He's going to be strong all the, up for the whole of the regular season because there's not much else. He's developing into a problem though. He's, he's constantly got this quad injury. Well, I don't know. That might heal. That mm. might not. I mean, if he's not got Zaza rolling under him, then <sighs> that, that's it's just unnecessary. That's just a cheap shot. Well, Zaza. it was a cheap shot. <laughs> and and let, let let's not forget at that point. The Warriors were getting their asses handed to him. How dare you? In, your, in, in their yard, just getting their asses handed. Like, Kawhi consistently gets better and better each year. Uh, I, I don't see anything to suggest he won't keep getting better. Are the Spurs going to be any better then? But they're not going to be any worse. And if he gets better, then... Well, Tony Parker's, I mean, he's Tony pretty Parker washed up already. But yeah, he can't, how does he get worse? Yeah. How does he get worse at this point, if you know Dude, what I mean? Simmons... Like, they're gonna miss. They're gonna miss Jeremy Rudy Gay. I mean, could yeah, Rudy Gay's in. I mean, Rudy's not a bad player. He was Team USA a couple of years ago. Like, he's got length. He's got athleticism. Still, yeah. he used to be a volume scorer. This Spurs will be good. They're always good. Popovich yeah. knows what he's doing. So, um, I mean, other than that, LeBron, because everybody else is every like Harden, Durant, Westbrook. They were more sharing than they were last year. Let me paint you a scenario then. Ooh. Boston win. 52 games. Okay. Um, Kyrie Irving averages like, he leads the league in scoring. Yeah. I don't know, 30 a game, 31 a game. Yeah. He's in Is he in the mix? He's got no. to be. Do you not think? No. As MVP? No. No? No. I, I think a volume scorer is not going to, sc- like volume scoring isn't enough anymore. Yeah, like, he, he doesn't get enough, what is he, never averaged six assists? The media's a There's going to be somebody like Harden who will average 22 and like eight assists, if you know, like... Yeah, but Chris Paul's going to eat into those assists. He's going to eat into those too, that's true, but 
Rusty's numbers aren't gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna have it. His numbers dropping down enough that Kyrie averaging thirty is gonna, like. I just don't see how a volume scorer alone is enough anymore. The game's moved on from that. Like, yeah, but Rusty wasn't a two-way player last year. Yes, he put the triple double. You, you put the triple. Him. You put some. If you know what I mean, you put the assists and the rebounds in there. That, Kyrie's not gonna do. Well, the average at one point one rebounds. Think, I still don't think he was the MVP. But anyway, uh, me neither. I think Harden was, but mm. but that's mm. another. Story for another time. Janice at nine to one doesn't really seem likely to happen. I can't see. No. Even if he averages a triple double, you can't see Milwaukee being good enough, can you? Well, I don't know. If he averages a triple double, then they have to because, well, the Thunder Did were they shit. They were well, shit yeah. to and watch. And he's a two way player. And they fell straight out of the playoffs, as you'd expect based on that. If, if that was what qualifies as the MVP, then basically you could finish bottom. You could come, yeah. Bottom of a conference, mm. average a triple double, and then the argument is you'd be the most valuable player still. Because so, yeah, let's go back to LeBron then. Five, I mean Thomas is out till Christmas. Well, January at least yeah, by look of it. He's surrounded by by his sidemen now, isn't he? It's, it's... Dwayne Wade ain't gonna do shit. Yeah, that, right. that's what I mean. So it's, it's just LeBron. It's a six to one. It's super cushy. Just for the you know what? How many more shots has he got? I don't think he cares. Do you not think? Oh, LeBron? Yeah. I don't think he now, cares about KD it. If kind he wanted of, to. If KD he wanted was to. the, you know, he's kind of won the finals and kind of put himself in the sort of conversation for best player in the league. Do you not think LeBron cares enough? Or do you I, think I he's more about no? I think he'll take it if he comes. But as, yeah, if, as everybody acknowledges, if he wanted to, we could go and average a triple-double every night. Of course he could. So, yeah, if you know that. what I mean, if, if it was a massive priority for him, he'd have done it last he's year. He's still the best player. Exactly, league, yeah. So, um, so, I just think, yeah, he might get it by default, but I don't think he'll especially try. I think he'll... I think he'll probably do enough to warrant it, but he may take a holiday mm. or two, and that'll piss off some people—the sort of people who vote for that. Because you've got to be committed. You got to play every game, mm. even when it's a bullshit, meaningless game against Orlando. But looking at the, you know, the odds. I mean, you've got to think Harden's and your Chris Balls kind of cancel each other out. Yeah, Same with Westbrook, Paul George. George. Yeah, that's what I mean. All the others are so unless somebody's eating into what. So they you've got did last Steph Curry year. at fourteen to one. Imagine if he regains that kind of form of two years ago when he was, you know, just doing stupid things every night. But Kate, basically, KD did what? Does he negate that now? Does KD? I think KD negates that. You think so? And I think, in a way, Steph Curry negates KD. And I also don't think I don't think there's so many people in the league who basically hated on KD for moving there that there's enough people to stop him forever winning the MVP. He's had an again. interesting summer as well. He's had an interesting summer. Probably put that phone down, I'd guess. Leave that leave yeah, that tweet in alone. He's entering Donald Trump territory. Yeah. There's just someone take it off him. Yeah. Well, apparently how he never goes out or does anything, though. This is his thing. He's just kind of always at home and bored. And... Seems to go a bit crazy with like a YouTube channel this year and like desperately trying to sell himself. Yeah. Like... I don't know why he needs the, my the, approval. The thing like, on the... There's all that, there's all that money not, not settled here. There's the, all that not... The comments on the bottom of the sneakers is a bit of a strange one. Weird. What's he got on there? I don't know. Just kind of comments of sort of the barbs that were thrown in by OKC fans when he left. Using like, it for motivation. Because yeah, but it's like, you, but do don't, you, it doesn't matter. You've won now. You, you, yeah. you don't need to. Yeah. I don't know. It seems a bit like just leave it alone, mate. So, like... To be honest, knowing that me and 
the members of my family will never have to work. It'd be enough for me to be like, yeah, say what you like, I don't care. Yeah, you <laughs> Have you seen how much money I've got? Don't need to go out here. It's weird. I'm interested to see who greenlit that at Nike as well. How much like... does the Oklahoma City recorder pay to like the basketball beat writer? You know what I mean? Like, I'm all right, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> Enjoy that. Let it go, mate. Don't it's... hate, participate. At least engages, I guess, but I don't know. It's... Um... Is, does it count as engaging if you're, if you're pretending to be the person you're engaging <laughs> with? I'm, I think that's closer to a personality disorder than it is, like, fan engagement. Yeah. Um, what else? Michael Beasley, yeah. you, see his, you see his press conference? Yeah, speaking of engagement. Yeah, he's... There's uh, a man who I'm knows how to engage. The, the unintentional comedy of him on the Knicks this year. Oh, is, yeah, I'm, I'm, look at this. We're, we're sorted for this podcast. <laughs> we're going to get 10 minutes a week of Michael Beasley and the Knicks. Your favourite player's favourite player. Favourite player's. Scoring's too easy, so I don't do it. Oh, bless him. So, yeah, by that rationale, passing, defending, uh, <laughs> they're all too easy too. Yes. Big um, Mike. It's going to be good. Who um, else has been? Who else has been? Like, what interesting comedy has there been this summer, really? Um, Mellow's Hoodie. I Mellow's mean, what Hoodie. I, I, you know, I'm of a certain age and... I'm maybe not as plugged into the youth and the uh, fashion like he's, but I, but he's hey? not. He's he's hardly young. <laughs> I don't get it. I need this explaining to me. What is is there a backstory? Well, it's also hoodies now make you look like a dick. Like they're so skin tight, they literally make your head look like a bell end if you're not careful. So. Well, especially when you wear it with a jersey over the top, you look like a bell end. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best way to describe it. A bell end in a jersey. Like yeah, no, I don't know what he's doing. It's. Ah, He's always obsessed with these weird little mellow. If you know, did you ever read that thing where he was bragging about being the first NBA player who was in on timepieces? Like, oh yeah, his watch collection. I got a shitload of watches. Yeah, you know? like just... I know what time it is. It tells me on my phone. You know, like, ah, it just makes you look like a mug to me. He's an interesting character. <laughs> I spent hundred grand on a watch. He's I got, kind of I got a ten pound swatch. Tell the same time, well, chief. You've just got far too much money that you're just bored. Yeah, uh, especially when you're playing on the Knicks. I mean, you, you're done by April every year. So. Every, but it's not like New York's lacking in stuff to do. What's he going to do in Oklahoma now? Uh, what's he going to do in Oklahoma? Like, what's he going to do? This whole thing was, I want to go to New York. Cause of this, and, then, and then what? It just That's what confuses me. Like, he won't play the four there because he doesn't like Dean up big men. And he refuses to do it. And he always wants to go and be that. And, and now he's like, yeah, I'm happy to go here and I'm happy to play the four. I'll come off the bench if you want me to. Like, where was this guy? He's kind of run out of options, hasn't he? This is the thing. Yeah. He basically, he basically hoard himself out all summer. Turned down some reasonable offers because of this no trade clause. He got ve- he got and then, very poorly by New York. Though. Oh That's yeah, no. Funny. Phil Jackson, Phil, like if you're a Knicks fan, they've just basically Phil Jackson took their best asset and emptied his fucking seventy eight year old colostomy bag and pissed all over it. <laughs> just did like it. Oh, just it's straight senile. Just oh, here's here's what we've got that's worth some money. We'll shit all over it. But I'll he, smear my shit no. on it, <laughs> then try and sell it. Like, what was he doing? But he put he put them in the situation in the first place by giving him that contract. Yeah, and then yeah, we yeah, there's. We could do two hours on this. No, no, I mean, this, none of this is a hit on Mello. It got it, it got to the point they treat him so bad that Mello would become the underdog. Oh yeah, absolutely. like that's how bad hard to do you're in pu- New York pulling for you, Mello if you know you're what I mean. Not making the playoffs and earning twenty-seven million dollars a year. And look, um, at your most engaged, disinterested. Like, I mean, it, maybe he's got one of them faces, but the most keyed up Mello is 
never the most keyed up player on the pitch. But he's just a shooter, isn't he? He's yeah. just a shooter. It's like, imagine if Chris Mullin was playing nowadays and earning that kind of money and basically that was his game. Just yeah. I, uh, People would just be like, oh, he's too slow. Yeah, but because he's become this kind of outsized character who sort of came along at the same time as LeBron James and that sort of drop. It's, yeah. People kind of high, you know, they hold him in this sort of weird regard as this sort of all-round superstar, which he never was. No, no. Um, what did he do at Denver? Nothing. Well, they had a good run with Kenyon Martin and Chauncey Billups and sort of George, George Carl's ego once again. Got in the way of J. a potentially good team. Yeah, uh, and basically held... New York Think about Denver, though, chucked all their assets away to Denver, so he ended up on a terrible team. And yeah, that's anyway, it's stupid just... to get. He was going to go there as well, like exactly. six months later. I don't um, know, like he just shot. So yeah, Mellow's hoodie. We need to get f- uh, my friend Frank, a big Knicks fan, on to explain to us the um, the meaning of the Mellow hoodie because I'm sure he could <laughs> enlighten us. Well, somebody's going to have to. Um, somebody's going to have to. Anything else? Lottery reform. Went through. I mean, what Which, did it check? Like, it's all fucking nonsense anyway. Well, I think it was the... What is it now? The bottom three teams all have the same odds? The so bottom four teams all now get the same odds. The, the bottom Olympics, four teams so are it, all as shit as each other anyway. Yeah, but it kind of stops this thing that Phoenix and the Lakers were trying to do last year of kind of just benching everyone just so they could win. They lose two, you know, more yeah. games, and they so it kind of. I, I well, understand why they've done it. I don't have a problem. Come on, with it. lads! It's a sport. Let's just try and win. Yeah. Let's just try and win. And basically, whenever you're, whenever like, I just find it funny in a country that that so hates communism, they insist on the most like Leninist communist sporting system as being the only way you can do it. That we constantly have to prop up badly organised found out franchises with our best players. Badly That's ridiculous. Run, yeah. it's like rewarding failure. Is it? There's a reason the Spurs are good every year, and it's not because of lottery picks. It, it, and there's a reason the Magic are always bad, and the Kings well, are bad. They did get some Duncan in the lottery, so you know that one year, <laughs> and that was gaming the rules. But you know, there's a reason. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's um, anything. It goes some way to. Some Stopping. some way, some way, but yeah, you know, we have to reward winning and or at least trying to win. Not, not you can't reward failure and expect your well, your your product likes sporting integrity a little. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> okay, we'll be back in a sec with um, the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame. to open the gates to the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame. Why is it called the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame, Gav? Uh, Can you remember why we came up with this? It's because of how we met. How we met. A long time ago, yes. I'm... Jeremy. Refresh me. Jeremy. I met this dude. Really likes basketball. We went to a bar. A, a famous local bar at, at the time. Uh, you said, pop me with some trivia. I, I know some about basketball. I only knew this because I'd watched NBA action and it came on the, the advert. And it was which player had been in the league at this point. And this must be 97, 98. That's one, 97, yeah. 97, 98. And which player had been in the league the longest and not made the playoff, not played in the playoffs. Okay, yeah. It and was. you disappeared. 
to the other side of the bar. Free internet, this is. And then no, came back over free. going something like, it's got to be 93 draft. It's got to be somebody <laughs> at 93 draft. If you know, like, and it was a process of elimination, which was awesome in its <laughs> in its. I'm sure there was napkins and pens out at one point. Worrying in its, in its somewhat anti-socialness in the bar, uh, but also massively impressive when you came back with the right answer. This was in Champs on Ecky Road, by the way, Joe, for your yeah. knowledge there, circa 97. Yeah, I know. And the answer was Clarence Weatherspoon. There you go. So, the answer was Clarence Weatherspoon. So tying it all back to the uh, stupidity of our youth, Yeah. the Clarence Weatherspoon Hall of Fame. And I um, think from that day, you've always thought I knew more about basketball than I <laughs> It was on NBA action like the day before. There you go. (laughs) So, um, yeah, a cast of characters, not necessarily the best basketball players. No. Um, Not members of the actual cast of of characters. A motley crew is the best way to describe some of these. A motley crew of flashy wannabes, um, overhyped prospects, gritty grinders, and comedy individuals Com- yes. intentional or unintentional and the others. sort of players which make a five foot six dude from the north of england obsessed with basketball and others who kind of had impacts on the league which probably we weren't aware of at the time but in light of recent events uh have kind of come to the fore once again um one such guy who i always took a particularly weird interesting was craig hodges um if you remember him I remember Craig Hodges first and foremost from, and this is a weird thing. Do, do you remember? Do you remember the EA game Lakers versus Celtics for the Mega Drive? Yeah, it was terrible. It was, but it was the first proper basketball game I played I with, like NBA snares. teams. There was always the the one from above. What was it called with the rolling ball? And there was always terrible oh, games. But that was the first one that was like licensed. And he was there. And you could just nail the outside free with him. He was the only player, him and Dana Barros. Yeah. They were the only players in that game you could make a free with consistently. It's true, I remember, yeah. You could, you could literally just top of the key yeah. um, and hit every time. But yeah, he was a spectacular three-point shooter. Yeah, he was one of those um, players, I, I, like, you know those players you know about and have a relationship with before you ever even see him play. Most famous for being on Jordan's Bulls teams, Bulls teams of uh, sort of early 90s. Certainly um, to us at this side. That's... Yeah, so I always, he always piqued my interest um, just because the stories that came out at the time about basically how he sort of railed against Jordan and, and the league for in a time when... Um, sort of racial tension um politics were at the fore in the early 90s in um yeah we've been here before haven't we um, well in the I US. say we um so yeah just before. a bit of background on Hodges so grew up just outside Chicago Chicago Heights Illinois um in the 60s um bang in the you know the middle of this sort of civil rights movement in a family who were sort of very active, you know, going on marches, his mother and his auntie and uh, his uncles were very sort of proactive in the civil rights movement in Chicago uh, with Martin Luther King and such. Basketball-wise, he was quite heavily recruited of high school by Rick Pitino was at Syracuse at the time, Indiana and Bobby Knight. And it was a chance meeting with Tex Winter, who probably most famous for being a... Uh, Inventor. Inventor of the triple post offense, the yeah. triangle, yeah. Um, long-time assistant of Phil Jackson at the Bulls uh, and at the Lakers. And he kind of approached Hodges and the said... man behind the man. Yeah, pretty much so. He kind of approached Hodges and said, you know, I, I like you as a player. It developed that he went to uh, Long Beach University in um, California 
got a job there and a year later Hodges joined him there kind of promised him that you know you come here learn my offense I guarantee after four years you know I'll, I'll get you a shot with a pro team yeah he did as well didn't he? yeah he ended up sort of starting as a freshman which was kind of unheard of in college in those days and went on to have a decent four years at Long Beach uh, averaging sort of, sort of 17 18 points a game by the time he left with very little hope of getting drafted, really. Ended up getting picked in the sort of third round by... Um... Ironically, Donald Sterling's Clippers. Yeah. <laughs> two, two characters. There's, there's an odd couple, if you know. Yeah, um, so drafted in the third round by uh, the Clippers, uh, who were in San Diego at the time. We were an interesting team. They sort of got Bill Walton, who'd... Really? Been traded there. Big Bill Broken the Blazers. For. Yeah, uh, he'd been out for two years, obviously... Never really played a full season NBA. They had the rookie Terry Cummins, who was taking TC, no TC, way. yeah, number two in that draft, and went on to win the Rookie of the Year award. Tom Chambers, Tom Chambers, um, a lot of talent, you know. On yeah, no, that's a a badly run team. Basically, well, you can uh, say that about Clippers at any point in yeah. their entire history. Yeah, I think. so um, started sort of quite a few games. The rookie averaged ten points. Formed quite a decent relationship with Walton. Uh, you know, an interesting character in the NBA, obviously. A bit of a political thinker and yeah. sort of free spirit. Got on really well with Hodges and Hodges became the first rookie to be kind of like a player representative, you know, for his team, yeah. um, which was kind of unheard of. Yeah, for a young man like that that they're yeah. usually sending out to get condoms on the road. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? That's the level <laughs> of respect. Stupid rooks, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the level of respect um, you rookies get, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah, a crap so. old man knows better. So it, another season on the Clippers, he was traded with Cummins to uh, Milwaukee, near his hometown of Chicago, uh, where Don Nelson was a coach. Um, started 63 games uh, with Sidney Moncrief. Sidney Moncrief. Yeah. Um, That's a backcourt. And started to make a name for himself. You know, as a bit of a three-point shooter, um, which was kind of a still an outside Larry Bird. Very few people took sort of volume amounts of threes. Yeah, no, not at that point. Really no, nobody everyone, did. You know, it was the NBA of the 80s, just gets the back, close to the basket Those as you can. Arse it down, back down with the arse and the Barkley, and then um, just turn around and shoot. Yeah, so led the league in three-point shooting. Always at a clip as well, though. Yeah. Always at a percentage which would make him worth so much money now. And he had, a yeah, an interesting sort of time. If He goes into detail a bit more in his book about some of the events that happened sort of during that time he had a he ended up supporting a young singer uh who befriended his wife and brother-in-law who ended up being sort of more famous as you know r kelly yeah. during the years and stuff and he fleshes a lot of stuff out in the book about the problems he kind of encountered um in his family life and stuff but a, a, a very sort of checkered uh sort of personal life off the court which is sort of definitely worth reading about in his book but it was his kind of involvement in politics and kind of civil rights um, yeah that's the point isn't it we're yeah, talking the, about him not because of his on the yeah, court achievements he was which never is... going to be an nba all-star he was you know he was pretty much a one-dimensional shooter but it was his sort of off the court sort of involvement with People like Jesse Jackson, people like Chuck D from Public Enemy, yeah. Queen Latifah, um, just trying to educate mainstream America about sort of the plight and poverty and sort of hopelessness of, of the, the elephant in, in the room. Yeah, exactly. The especially, elephant in the room, people. Especially, especially like you know, in places like Chicago, and he really, he really took on sort of his teammates like Jordan and the major corporations like Nike and sort of question, you know, what are you doing to give back to the community? Um, you know, you've got Fair a platform. Point. 
millions of people look up to you and you know you're making a hell of a lot of money i'm, I'm sure famous famous voice of the people mj uh had his back well he never really got involved did he this is the thing i think jordan respected him but he was he was never gonna sort of yeah sort of mouth off his paymasters no um and make an issue out of it but yeah he led the uh led the league in three-point shooting again got involved people like lewis farrakhan who i'm sure they controversial this yeah, yeah well this is the thing i mean Apparently, the reason the books traded him in the first place to uh, Phoenix was they found out he was involved with Farrakhan, who was quite a divisive figure um, in America at the time. Yeah, Hodges, to be fair to him, never really sort of claimed allegiance with any particular party or religion. He was just all about injustice? finding any way. Well, yeah, social yeah. injustice. You know, what helping, does it matter? Un- helping underprivileged people. Yeah, and just sort of yeah, that's as ra- it should be. Raise awareness of you know causes that were going on in his hometown and throughout America. Yeah, um, inequality doesn't care whatever what your religion is. Inequality doesn't care what, what your race is. It's yeah. Hams and have-nots. So we, um, again, just show what a brilliant shooter he was. He won the three-point shootout at um, the All-Star break, which is probably my earliest memories of him um, yeah. watching those contests on VHS. Yeah, uh, I'd say that's, that's my first memories, really, of him. I mean... We got a lot of Bulls games here because of you only got those games really in those days. But but it's not like he was a heavy minute player. Yeah. So I mean, I can remember these stories at the time just from sort of reading magazines. I can't. Uh, I was stupid at that age. I don't. Know. I remember. <laughs> yeah. sort of, I remember vividly him call there being an issue of him calling sort of Nike. Out. I remember there being a big thing with like Chuck D um, criticizing Nike in records like Shut Them Down and stuff yeah. like that, saying you know what are you doing for the neighborhood. Like I can remember. Specifically, like Hodges being kind of vocal about this, saying, you know, you should really be sort of setting your own sneaker company up instead of, you know, making Chinese and Thai kids make, you know. Yeah, no, well, it it just makes more sense anyway. It just makes more sense Um, anyway for that. And he was very critical of Jordan, sort of the players, and David Falk, who's at you know, his agent, and he was very outspoken to the point where he convinced Jordan and Falk were trying to run him out of the league by this point. You know, just but what happened to him? Well, yeah. He got run um, out of the league. We're um, skipping forward to sort of 1991 here. George Bush has invaded Iraq, which obviously has led to a lot of the problems we've got in the world today, no doubt. Um, Hodges, again, was very critical of this. Also around this time, he got the Rodney King beating in LA. This is sort of against the backdrop of the NBA Finals that year, and Hodges actually approached Jordan and Magic Johnson of the Lakers and said, we should boycott the game. You know, we, this is the only way we're going to sort of draw enough attention to this subject that we could actually make a real impact. And as can be expected, Johnson and Jordan weren't weren't going for that in any in any way. I mean, yeah, it, no, they're what's known as smart businessmen, isn't it? Yeah, which isn't synonymous with integrity, no. especially. So you know, yeah, the following season, I mean, the, the Bulls won the title that year to beat the Lakers. Yeah, Hodges is world champion. Um, got a ring. So they were invited to the White House by then President George Bush Senior. George Bush. Um, Jordan refused to go, saying, "You know, I didn't vote for the guy, and I'm pretty sure I probably went golfing." Um, Hodges, on the other hand, turned up at the White House in full dashiki, which <laughs> fair play, do it. Get dressed up for you know special occasions, and yeah. apparently he was approached by George Bush Junior whilst in the Rose Garden at the White House. Who <laughs> 
proceeded to ask him in a very slow voice, where do you come from? <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, I'm, to which, I'm not sure George Bush Jr. had a speeded up voice, did he? To which Hodges obviously replied, Chicago. <laughs> um, <laughs> he came on with an eight-page letter, which he gave to George Bush Sr.'s sort of press advisor, outlining you know the issues he felt were relevant to underprivileged Native American, African American youth in America of the day, and use these opportunities as a platform to actually sort of try and make a difference on deaf ears. It probably fell, but yeah. um, it's just interesting how twenty five, twenty six years later, athletes have sort of slowly getting on getting around to sort of you know, raising awareness of the issues that are going on in the world. Well, I mean, yeah. Obviously, it's a very different time. I mean, social media, I mean, that, that's yeah. probably played a lot of, a lot of, a lot of due. The, the NBA wasn't as big worldwide then. I mean, I mean, you hear that with Colin Kaepernick. Will he play again? Like, well, it does it matter? Kind of, it all kind of comes back to this, doesn't it? It's, it's kind of some similarities with, you know, we'll go on to say what happened to Hodges and, and what's yeah. happened to Kaepernick now, really. You know, just having the balls to stand up and speak out about Kaepernick has the benefit of his message getting out worldwide, yeah, though. Yeah. Because um, of new technologies and medias, where Hodges was probably denied that opportunity. Well, not denied that, but he just wasn't in the same place. Yeah. So, sort of fast forward another year, he defended his three point shootout title again. Um, back in the finals with the Bulls against Portland, just shortly after the verdict had come in about policeman involved in the Rodney King beatings. Hodges again spoke out sort of during the finals about the lack of leadership from sort of Jordan and other top players about what, why aren't we speaking out about what's happening in our country and Clyde Drexler of the Blazers actually backed him up sort of yeah. you know, in the papers and said you know he's right we, we should be speaking out about this and uh, I don't think he played again for the Bulls after that they <laughs> they sidelined him for the rest of the finals and yeah. July the 1st they cut him just obviously not wanting the noise yeah, because you know, highlighting injustice is not what we're. we're not, it's, yeah. it's, it's sports isn't politics, yeah. despite it being invented. So he's by essentially out of the league at this point. You know, he called around the league's agent, called so every team in the league. He couldn't yeah. get. He couldn't even get a tryout. So you know, he's effectively being blackballed by the NBA. They brought him back to um, defend his title at the All Star Weekend, even though he wasn't playing for a particular team. And yeah. Ironically, made him wear like a generic NBA uniform. Um, Just, you, know, you could symbolise yeah. that way. He's owned by the league, yeah. really, and they're yeah. owners. Could have made him wear a tie around his neck. Yeah, set on fire um, too. Well, right, um, to be fair. Probably had a similar effect. And um, that was basically the last we ever saw of him in the NBA. Um, in the book, he kind of mentions how he saw ex pros during the weekend, like Dominique Wilkins, sort of literally looked the other way when he saw him coming. Uh, he said, you know, Barkley came over to him, sort of patted him on the shoulder, said. You know, I know what you're going through, and he was like, "Well, we'll say something." Yeah, then, you know, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, grow a pair. Yeah, you know. no. Well, what is it? All it takes for evil to prevail is good men to do nothing. Yeah, and to be honest, I'd argue if you're doing nothing, you're not a good man anyway. And that's too many people so get away the... with that excuse. Yeah, so that you was can a... be a, a, you can be the biggest man on the court and a spineless mm. piece of shit off it. So that was the kind of support he had, which was literally none. Um, so it'd be interesting to see nowadays. What the difference would be, how we'd be remembered, how we'd be painted, yeah. that that the reach his message would have would have got to. Um, a lot different, I'd imagine. I mean, well, totally. I mean, also, also, 
whilst he was quietly shepherded out of the league, it's not like he's been rounded on across Twitter. There'd be people burning Craig Hodges', Craig Hodges jerseys, and if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess it, there'd be that as well. It so. was kind of swept under the rug then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, so in in some way he's denied that, but maybe his family and stuff are denied some harassment yeah. and abuse because people take that bullshit really seriously, don't they? Yes. Yeah, so people he, offend uh, that stuff. He never came back. He never really. He, he ended up being back in the league. With uh, Phil Jackson on his second go around at the Lakers, yeah, two thousand five, takes wing to uh, join his staff and basically insisted that they gave Hodges a job. The man you know, behind so, the man's yeah, man, yeah, as a shooting coach, and you know he won a couple of rings there. Apparently, really took Lamar Odom under his ring, under his wing, under his sorry, wing. Even uh, <laughs> that's another story. Um, a man who you know had his issues as well off the court and um, really made a difference with sort of Kobe Bryant. Got to uh, got got a taste of the NBA again, really. Um, coached the Lakers for six years, ended up coaching the Knicks D League team briefly when Jackson uh, Westchester, yeah, Knicks. Knicks. But um, but essentially, yeah, never never really got his due for what he kind of stood up for. Yeah. Uh, Player wise, tried to take the NBA to court and failed. Um, well, it's hard to prove. It's hard to do anyway. Yeah, that anyway, it's not. Yeah, it's, what is the NBA? Mm. If you know, what I mean, it's a. How do you even define that as mm. an entity, really? But yeah, an interesting character whose story. Yeah, if I, I was waiting a long time to hear his story. And the, the book's really interesting. Plug the it, book. What's the book called? Uh, it's called Long Shot by Craig Hodges. Came out earlier this year. You can find it in all the usual there. places. Well, so you I'm can sure. find it everywhere. Amazon. Or, or go direct to Craig. Yeah. Uh, even better. Um, he's quite active on social media now and seems a genuinely lovely, intelligent bloke who uh, should definitely not be forgotten. Yeah, um, no. Or deserves a larger piece of... So, yeah, kudos and welcome to respect. the... To the Clarence Hall first, of Fame. First, first jersey up in the rafters. Ironically sat there on his own at the moment, but yeah. uh, over the coming weeks he will be joined by... He'll be joined by others. A pantheon of, a pantheon. Uh, of characters. Some of them, so, some of them, a lot less noble. Let's say a few rummer characters. Yeah, some of them um, a lot less noble. So yeah, Craig Hodges. Props to you and uh, kudos. Kudos. I think that pretty much wraps it up for right. this week. Yeah, you've got anything else you want to add? No, not this week. Going to um, sort my league pass out and get on those pre-season games now. Good we'll, to go. We'll be back. Getting excited with a few over/unders predictions before the season starts and. Uh, all I can say is thank you, Gav. Thank you, producer Joe, and uh, we'll see you next time. Cheers, lads. Peace. This is for Craig Hodges. Peace out. Can't complain. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I can buy myself certainly a handjob though, and not feel too guilty about it. Did you get your leap pass thing? Uh, no, I'm having issues. Uh, it's not on the PlayStation, and I can't get it through my Microsoft tablet. Uh, the only other thing I've got that I could feasibly get League Pass through then is an old Android tablet, and I've downloaded far too much. Like I've watched far too much porn on that to be typing in my bank card details. <laughs>